yes. I mean, um, it's, um, it's, um, it's, um, it's okay because um, I meant to do that. <laughs> and you know what? Um, guess what? Guess what? Um, it, um, um, it, uh, um, it didn't even hurt either. <laughs> um, you know why? Um, cause I'm tough. <laughs> you want to see my muscle? I know. <laughs> and you know what? Um, um, I bet, I bet you don't know what this is. <laughs> nope, it's a motorcycle. <laughs> Um, um, I just, I just slammed on the brakes right there. <laughs> and you know what? Um, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Um, if you go very, very fast on your motorcycle, like, <sighs> I mean, if you go like super duper fast, like, <sighs> like that, and you slam on the brakes real hard on this kind of floor, <laughs> and like, um, like if you rip a hole in your pants, <laughs> um, you can get a whipping. <laughs> I know. And you know what else will happen? <laughs> this. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> Just keep your shirt on. <laughs> and you know what? Um, um, I got this for my birthday, um, cause I was good. <laughs> I was, <laughs> and you know what? Um, um, I am. Um, I know a joke. <laughs> um, it goes. Um, I bet you don't know what the two hundred pound mouse says. <laughs> Here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> and you know what? Um, he don't get it. <laughs> oh yes. Um, now I have to tell another one because that one didn't work. <laughs> Um, I know a joke in the Bible. Um, because my preacher at my church, he told me a joke in the Bible because he's very, very smart and he's very, um, old. <laughs> and, um, I think he was there when they wrote it. <laughs> and, um, and, um, he told me a joke in the Bible. It goes, um, I bet you don't know what the insurance man said to Adam and Eve. <laughs> I can see you're not covered. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> and you know what? Um, um, I got this for my birthday, but um, this, um, this is not really, um, um, a mo this is not really a motorcycle. <laughs> this is the thing you could use, like, if you want to go to McDonald's or something. <laughs> but like, if you don't want to eat inside, you could drive up to the outside part where it has big pictures of French fries, and all you have to do is roll down your window. Then they say, like, um. I mean, like, if you put your window down, then they go, they go like, um, like, like, if your window's down, they go like this. <laughs> and you don't, and you really can't understand them and stuff. So, like, if you want to get back at them, <laughs> all you have to do is use this. <laughs> then they just go. <laughs> um, it messes them up. <laughs> Or you could use this if you go to the farm and want to play with the animals and stuff. Like, if you want to play with the animals, and you could use this, and they'll come play with you. <laughs> they will. <laughs> this is how you do it. Like, if you want to play with the cows, um, this is what you do. <laughs> 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 
then they come play with you. <laughs> and um, I know a joke about cows. It goes, um, I bet you don't know where a baby cow eats <laughs> in the cafeteria. <laughs> and um, I bet you don't know what's a cow with no legs. <laughs> Ground beef. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> A cow with two legs. <laughs> Lean beef. <laughs> That's no good. <laughs> and you know what? Like if you don't want to play with the cows no more, or if you don't want to pet the cows no more, or if you don't want to um tip the cows no more, <laughs> then you could use this to play with um the dogs. <laughs> a little bitty dog. <laughs> Yo, kiddo Taco Bell. <laughs> Hollywood Chihuahua. <laughs> um, or you could play um, with um, um, the ducks. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. <laughs> um, or you could play with um, the pigs. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> this is how you call the pigs like this. <laughs> can you um can you see my brain? <laughs> um, or you can play with the horses. <laughs> Cause you know what? One time I was riding on this horse <laughs> and all of a sudden it started going. <laughs> I know, and you know what? Um, I got scared. Like, um, I was super scared. Like, um, I got really super scared. Um, I was so scared that my daddy, um, my daddy had to come unplug it. <laughs> because, um, because, because we always get to ride the horse at Walmart. <laughs> 25 cents. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I got this for my birthday, but I got my whole toy box right over there. Um, I have to show you. I have to show you some of the toys I got for my birthday. Like um, oh yes. <laughs> um, I have to show you some of the toys I got for my birthday because I was very good. <laughs> and um, oh, yeah. let me see. I could just put it right there. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> um, see um, I got this. Um, it's a donkey. <laughs> and you know what? Um, Jesus wrote a donkey in the Bible. <laughs> But, um, I think his was bigger. <laughs> and, um, let's see, I got some more really cool stuff. Like this. <laughs> but see, like, <laughs> you want to try? <laughs> Boom. But see, you're not allowed to, um, like, you're not, uh, you're not supposed to, like, you're not allowed to, um, accidentally hit your little brother in the face. <laughs> and you're not supposed to chew on people's ears, either. <laughs> And, um, let's see here. And I got some more very cool stuff. <laughs> brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. <laughs> Whoa, that scared me. And, um, I bet you don't know what sharks eat. <laughs> nope. Sharks eat donuts. <laughs> I do, it goes like this. Donut, 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 donut. Fish are friends, not food. <laughs> and um, I bet you don't know what a shark's favorite game is. 
follow the bleeder. <laughs> or it could be swallow the leader, too. <laughs> and uh, let's see, I got some more really cool things. To, um, let's see, I got, um, oh, yes. Because, <laughs> I know, because you know what? Me and my friends like to color um, our coloring books together. Because um, I got Mickey Mouse, has Donald Duck, and um, Pluto, and Goofy, and um, <laughs> Donald Duxy, and Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> and um, Tigger. And you know what? Um, see, like, we, um, you have to use the Crayola 8 pack because, um, I mean, like, you have to use the Crayola 8 pack because... Because they taste the best. <laughs> and all you have to do is get your crayons and just go like, um, um, let me see. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> Large. <laughs> um, all you have to do is get your crayons out like this. <laughs> nibble, nibble. <laughs> see, like that. And then just put them back um, in the box like that. And all you have to do is go like this. That's the fastest way. <laughs> but the only problem is, like, if you just use the Crayola 8-pack and not, like, the big giant 64-pack that has all the, um, girl colors in it, <laughs> then sometimes it, sometimes it uses up all your crayons. <laughs> but my favorite part is all of the colors from it just go, like, right um, into the book like that. I know. It's awesome. One time when I did that, everybody clapped. <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> okay. And, um, it's okay, it's okay. And, um, oh yes, and I got these too. <laughs> I can't see nothing. <laughs> this one's broke. <laughs> That's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> And, um, but my most favorite thing I got for my birthday is my magic basketball. Have you seen my magic basketball? <laughs> Have you seen my magic basketball? See, it's right under, it's right under, um, um that's not it. <laughs> and, um, see, it's right over, um, corny. <laughs> it's right under this part, right over, it's, um, uh-oh. <laughs> Did you take my magic basketball? <laughs> Did you take, um, it's right, um, <gasps> Oh, there it is, right downstairs. It's down, it's down, down, downstairs. It's right downstairs. Just wait right there. I have to go get it because, um, because you don't know where it is. <laughs> um, I have to go get it. Like, um, I'll bring it right back up here in just a minute because I have to go get it. It's right downstairs. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> I just remembered something. <laughs> There's no stairs. <laughs> um, it's really a rope. If I can just get the end of it, I can, oh, I got it. I got it. This is harder. This is harder than I thought. I got it. I got it. Uh, uh. Whoa. I got it. I got it. I got it. Whoa. I'm really doing it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Ah! That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, I think I can just go um, right up the elevator if I can just reach the button. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I got it. I got it. I got it. Let me the button. <laughs> <laughs> 
see in my magic basketball, it's black and blue, and it's about that big, so you can grip onto it, so you can super slam dunk it, and it's, um, uh-oh, I forgot to get my ball. <laughs> Duh. It's right down these stairs, right down. Well, it's not really stairs, but it looks like stairs. And you get on the top like this, and it just goes down like that, like um, all by itself. And it's called, um, um, and there's one in the mall. And you get on like this, and it just goes down like that. Just wait right there. Um, I have to go get it. And then um, I'll bring it, um, I can bring it right back up here in just a minute because um, I, have to go go, I have to go get it downstairs. I'll be right back. There it is, right there. Okay, come on, bye-bye. I got it, I got it. I can just bring it right back up here with everybody right here. <laughs> and this is my magic basketball. And um, <laughs> this is what it can do. Um, it will start right here and go over my elbow, over my shoulder, over my mouth. <laughs> and um, in, in that hand. <laughs> it will. This is how you do it. Ta-da! <sighs> I know, but this time, it will go two times without even stopping. I mean it. <laughs> um, um, she messed me up. <laughs> yeah, I'll try it one more time. Ready? Get set. Ta-da! <sighs> but it won't go three times around. <laughs> It can't go three. Um, it won't. It won't go three times around because because if it, if it won't, <laughs> some. <laughs> see, it can't go three. Whoa. <laughs> um, because it, it won't go three times because sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes it gets stuck. <laughs> um, my mama told me there'd be days like this. <laughs> Um, I got that for my birthday, um, cause I was good. <laughs> and you know what? Um, my, you know what my mama said? My mama said you better share your gifts with Tony. <laughs> That's my little brother. And I don't want to share with him because he's too little, cause he could lose something, <laughs> or he could break it. <laughs> cause my mom always says that Tony Wayne can tear up a trash pile. <laughs> it's true he can. <laughs> but you know what? Um. Uh, Miss Johnson, she came over to our house after church last Sunday because my mom wants to be really, really nice to her and stuff. Because, like, she's the one that has to put up with, um, because I'm in her Sunday school class. <laughs> and you know what she said? Miss Johnson said that everybody, everybody gets gifts from God. <laughs> but I don't really remember getting one wrapped up with his name on it. <laughs> and you know what she said? Sometimes your gifts from God... You can't even see them. 
But why would you want to get a gift that you can't see? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Sometimes they're harder to play with. <laughs> it's true. But you know what? My daddy said that all of your gifts, um, all of your gifts are supposed to um, um, glorify God. That means make God famous. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> but you know what? I can't really use my gifts to make God famous because really I'm too little. <laughs> and she, but, but you know what? I don't really have any good gifts. And Miss Johnson said, but sometimes your gifts could be like, I'm hugging somebody who's having a bad day or listening to somebody who's having a bad day or telling somebody Jesus loves them when they're having a bad day because <laughs> sometimes you have a bad day <laughs> and you know what um but I don't really have any good gifts anyway because the only thing I really have it's any good is this and you can't use this to make God famous <laughs> or can you Miss Johnson said you could use about anything to make God famous this is about anything. <laughs> I think I'll try it. Awesome. How are you guys doing this morning? You guys glad to be here? I know I'm glad to be here. How many of you guys were here on March 25th, 2012? That was the last time I was here. Wow, and that's pretty much how many people were here? Yeah. <laughs> you guys have quadrupled since we've been here. I'll tell you what, um, sir, uh, is that a police officer back there possibly or somebody you in the corner? Look down there and see if you see a white book and a Bible on that shelf by the coffee. Yeah, if you could bring that up here, that would be most helpful. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Dick's got it there. Okay. Well, I'm excited to be here because it's been three years since I was here. And, man, you guys have changed so much. You've grown so much. And I'm really glad to be here. I'm from Tennessee, as, as our pastor said, Pastor Brandon said. And I wanted to share with you some of the gifts that God has given me. Thank you so much. There are so many different kinds of gifts that we have. And... Um, as little Tommy said, and what are the purpose of gifts? To make us rich and famous? No, they're to point people to God and to Jesus, right? So we have different kinds of gifts, and we have, there's, there's three kinds. One kind is the kind of gifts that you can, you can accumulate, put in your toy box, or park in your driveway, things like that. Um, let me just find out who's here. Uh, if you're a child and you have a ball or a doll, raise your hand. You have a ball or a doll. That's almost everybody, I think. Yeah, you know what? You're, that makes you pretty gifted because I was just in Ecuador earlier this year and um, in the beginning of the summer, and we were there, and there was a village of about, uh, in, in Kinchuki, there, there was a village there, about 150 kids, 
And you know what they were playing soccer with? A plastic bottle because they didn't even have a single ball between all of the kids in this whole village. And they make dolls out of trash. They make dolls out of things that they can find in the trash cans. So if you have a ball and a doll, consider yourself gifted. God loves you, and you have so many things. I'll bet you that most of you have a bicycle or a ball or a doll or many toys, a toy box kind of like little Tommy. That's one kind of gift that we have. And also, how many of you guys have two cars? Someone in your family, you have two cars in your family. Anybody have two cars? You know what? If you have two cars, you're in the top 3% of the wealth in the world. Did you hear that? And if you make $30,000 a year, you're in the top 4% of the wealth of the world. You say, man, I'm not very rich. I, you know, uh, there's tons of people in Texas that have way more than me. Well, I agree. I, I'm definitely in that boat too. But when you put 6.5 million billion people together and you equal out what they make, if you make $30,000, you're in the top 4%. So we have so many things to be thankful for. We have many different kind of gifts and resources that we can use for other people. Okay? That's one kind of gift. Then we also have um, spiritual gifts. And they're listed in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And then we have three other special gifts. Number one, we have Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God's own son. And he came, he was in the beginning, and the beginning was the word. The word was God, the word was with God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God, Jesus Christ sent his son, for God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Porque de tal manera maldías el mundo que ha dado su hijo unigénito para que todo aquel que en lo cree no se pierda más tenga vida eterna. For all colors, all tribes, all races, all tongues, all languages, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. We've all sinned against God, but he sent his son Jesus to die in our place, to take the punishment that we deserve. And before Jesus, God sent his word which is also a gift. So we have, we have God loving us. We have Jesus dying for us. And he sent his word to communicate with us. And even before his word, he sent us the family. In the beginning, God created Adam and Eve on the sixth day. And he said, this is good. And he created the family. Now, I'll be honest with you. It's a gift from God. And you might say, my family is not a gift from God. But I'll tell you, it is a gift from God. And I want us to look at the family right now because he even gave it to us before his word and before his son, Jesus. So if you have your Bibles with me, turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I just want to read this very quickly. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, maybe five minutes at the most, okay? Because I know time is very important. But we have so many gifts, and what are the purpose of gifts? To make us rich and famous? To make us fat? No. They are to point people to God. Everything we have, the Bible says in James, every good and perfect gift comes from above, okay? So we have that. Now, real quick. Um, in Ephesians 5, it, it tells the roles of the wives, the ro roles of the husband, and roles of the children right here. And I'm not going to have time to read the whole thing or to even talk about the whole thing. So I want to challenge you as a family sometime this week to, to read Ephesians 5 and the beginning of 6, all right? I will say this, though. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And what does it mean to submit? To submit to one another means to surrender. And I know it sounds kind of... It sounds like a big word, and like, I'm not doing that. I don't know if, if my loved one um, really has earned 
my trust or earn me to submit to them. But I'll be honest with you. If you do it God's way, it's the best way. All right. So it says wives first. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as you do unto the Lord. For your husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. And this whole example is an example of Christ loving the church. Who is the bride of Christ? The church. And he's coming back for his bride, okay? And some people say, well, I love the Lord, but I don't love the church. Well, how can you say that? That's like coming up to me and saying, Tom, I love you, man. You're a great friend of mine, but I can't stand your wife. It doesn't make sense because we love each other. We're one flesh. We're on the same page. I love her. How can you not? So how can we say we love the Lord, but we don't love the church? Well, we need to submit. Wives, submit to your husbands. Now, I was at a camp a couple of years ago, and they had this... uh, uh, ropes course and uh, you know a trust thing and they had a two by fours and they were about this close together they started this close but they went out this way they were about two or three feet off the ground two feet off the ground and so what you'd have to do is stand up here and one person on that side one person on this side you put your hands together and lean on each other and try to go out but what happens is you lose your trust and you stand up and when you stand up both people fall when you lean backwards both people fall when you stand straight up both people fall you have to submit to one another and i sat there and watched every matching of kids that we brought teenagers that we brought with us on this camp and every single pair fell 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 well i had a really good friend named tony clark tc he's about six four six five two seventy five something like that and he, he came up to me and said tom do you trust me and i said of course i do he said do you want to try this i said do you trust me He's twice my size. He says, I trust you, Tom. So we hugged each other. We got on the ends of that, and we walked, I pressing onto him and him pressing onto me. We leaned out, and we went all the way to the end where I was almost. I mean, if he were to, if he were to lean back, I would have fell flat on my nose. But we trusted each other, and then we even trusted each other to walk all the way out and all the way back. And that's the way this works. Uh, this is the way marriage works. Wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. And it teaches you when you submit to your husband as unto the Lord because he is actually the boss and he is the father, okay? Now, for the husbands, verse 23, 25, I mean. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy. And then it goes on to say, after all, no one has ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it. Love her like you love your own body and love and submit to her as Christ loved the church. Okay? That's basically it. The same thing. Um, we need to love our wives as Christ loved us and, uh, and gave himself up for us. You see, you might say, well, I, you know, she doesn't deserve my love or how can I love her unconditionally because I never get anything back from her or from him, you might say. But let me tell you something Jesus did. Jesus went to a cross and he died for the church. He went and died for you and me. And I guarantee you, none of us deserved it at all. None of us could give anything back to God. I mean, worthy of him dying for us. Romans says, very rarely somebody would give their life for a righteous person. But, in, but God loved us in this. While we're sinners, Christ died for us. So we need to serve and love one another as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. All right, now then, Ephesians 6. One, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise that you may live long and prosper. Okay? All right? That's the only commandment with a promise. So, children, you honor your father and mother. You know why? Because God has put your mom and dad over you for a time to teach and instruct you. And um, so when you honor your, hev- your earthly father, it's teaching you to obey and honor your heavenly father 
So that's it. Children, honor your parents. Husbands, uh, honor your wives. Don't lord over them or misuse that. If you, like Tony and I, if he pushed me, I would have fell off. Or if he'd have stood up, it's just a perfect balance, and it's a triangle. You see, sometimes we've got, imagine a triangle right here with God at the top and the husband and wife here at the corners. Okay, those are the three corners. And you try to reach to each other. You want to love each other, but you're very far apart. But here's the secret. If you both seek to become more like Christ, what's happening is that you're getting closer and closer to each other. And the more you become like Christ, the closer you become to each other. And it's easier to love one another the more humble you are to Christ. So we need to honor Christ and put him first in our families and in our marriages. And uh, you can't demand. It says, fathers, don't exasperate your children, but encourage them. I want my house to be a house of encouragement, a sanctuary, a safe place, a place of encouragement where we can uh, love on each other, give our prayer requests to God. And, uh, and communicate with each other. And uh, we have our family prayers around the bed. You know, when we were little, we used to say prayers and tuck in our children when they were little. You guys do that? That's a great start. It really is. But sometimes when they become teenagers, we kind of fall away from that because of schedules being so busy and things like that. But honestly, who needs the prayers more? The little children that are at home with you most of the day or the teenagers that are out in the world most of the day? So we need to come con continually encourage them and pray for them and pray, you know, as it says uh, there in Ephesians 5, uh, the husband needs to pray over washing with the water with the word. You need to pray the word over your wife. And so I want to encourage you guys as families to, to serve one another. That's what it's about. We use our freedom and our gifts to serve one another. And you know, we have another family besides our immediate family. We have the church family. And I don't, honestly, I don't know how people make it in the world without their church family. Uh, my wife went down with a bad back a few years ago. And we had families, uh, people from the church uh, bringing food and praying for us daily for months. And I, I, my wife and I was like, how could we have gotten by without our church family? So I want to encourage you to love one another. And you say, but you know, um, I, I don't know that everybody in the church is worthy of my love. Well, I'll tell you right now, they're not. Because there's no such thing as a perfect church. And there's no such thing as a perfect staff. Um, and here's the, the kind of pattern that people get into. It's five points of pattern here. You get excited about church, so you get more involved in church. And when you get more involved in church, then you discover the, the imperfections of the church. And then number four is you get disillusioned because of the imperfections. You get delusioned and disappointed about the church, and then you leave the church. Well, let me just save you the five points in saying this is not a perfect church. There's no such thing as a perfect church. If you find the perfect church, don't join it because then it won't be perfect anymore, <laughs> okay? If you join it, it won't be perfect, all right? I can just tell you that. But we serve each other because what? Christ died for the church even though it was totally imperfect. He gave his all for us. So we need to love one another. He said, they will know you're my people. They will know you're Christians by our love for one another, all right? I want to finish with one last thing. It takes about five minutes here, maybe four. But uh, I need a couple of volunteers. I need a couple of big, strong, hairy, massive, smelly girls. I need a couple of girls. I'm just kidding. I need a couple of big guys. A couple of big guys here, and, and it's no problem at all. It won't be like hitting the balloons up in the air or anything like that. I just need a couple of big guys, volunteers, wherever you are, quickly. Big guys. He's turning away. There's one right there. Yeah. All right. And uh, there's, oh, yeah, there's a big one right there. Okay, just come on up here. <laughs> just jump up here or come right around there, whichever, whichever way you like to go. And, uh, yeah, we're right on it here. This is awesome. All right, sir, and what's your name, Rusty? Yeah. I recognize you, man. You picked me up this morning, okay? And what's your name? Seth. Seth. Wow, what do you eat? I'm just kidding. I'm just saying right here, they grow them big. Everything's big in Texas, right? Okay. Uh, let me take these off real quick. i tell you what, um, and what's your name again? Seth. 
Right, Seth. Okay, um, just so, hold on. Check this out. Make sure that that's all solid. Make sure it's one piece of metal that's been welded right there. But you can check the whole thing. The chains, everything came from the hardware store except for the locks, and they came from Walmart because if Walmart don't have it, you don't need it. But they are, they are genuine master locks or master keys. There, Rusty, um, pick a pick a key. You're gonna be doing that in just a second. I'm gonna pull these. I'm gonna pull these up so you can see there's nothing else here. I'm gonna pull these off. It says pray for my church, and this one says uh, Proverbs 9:10, which is the be- the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay, um, and what's your name, Seth? Yeah, I got you. Okay, take this key because he picked that one. All right, um, just hold on. Uh, check check that. Make sure it's all nice and solid there. Uh, Seth, have you ever been a cheerleader? Okay, this is your big moment, okay? Because here's what we're going to do. I'm going to nod to you in just a moment, and you're going to point out to there, and everyone out there is going to yell out really loud, okay? First, pick one of the locks. You picked a key. Now pick a lock. You got a 50-50 chance. Don't pick anything else because you're up here in front of everybody, okay? Yeah, just go ahead and unlock it. There you go. Perfect. Take it off. There you go. What you're going to do is place my wrist in there as tight as you can without ripping my hair off my wrist because I'm kind of fond of it, okay? Just place it in there as tight as you can. In other words, don't do it super loose where I can pull out, but do it where it's tight, and you'll see that there's no way I can dig out of there, okay? All right, Seth, are you ready? When I nod to you, everybody here is going to yell out really loud. Just point to him when I nod to you. Here we go. Have you ever seen a cheerleader, Seth? Can you imagine the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders? Somehow, I don't think you'd make a calendar doing that. Okay, all right. Yeah, lock it, lock it down as tight as you can and pull out the key. Hold on to that key just in case. You know what I'm saying? Because what we're going to try to do is break the Texas state record for breaking out of these European-style handcuffs. Uh, uh, wow, man, that is super tight. Uh, the state record is 38 seconds. Do you think we can do it? Thanks, Mom. Okay, I'm just – two people think we can. Do you think we can do it? Uh All right, Seth, go ahead. Uh, Let's try this one more time. I'm going to nod to you. Help him out. Yell out really loud. Here we go. Excellent. Oh, out. Okay, I forgot. We're in Texas, and the word out may have three syllables. Okay. (laughs) Out. We're just going to cut it down to one syllable, three letters. Out. Just like that. One more time. Here we go. Okay, and try not to shoot anybody with those things as they're loaded, okay? Go ahead and undo this side. Do it, undo it. Same thing as there, but just not quite that tight. Dude, there's no way. I can't breathe. I can't breathe in there. Okay, super tight. All right, now, uh, Rusty, how are you doing over there? I'm good. All right, you need a little oil? <laughs> Rusty. Okay. Um, he's the tin man. Okay, Rusty, you saw what he did over there, right? Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. When I nod to you, you're going to point to these guys, but they're going to yell, break really loud. Okay, break. They yell out, you yell. So here we go. Let's practice. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) It looks like the Bugs Bunny thing is leading the the orchestra there. Okay, you're only going to be able to point with your left hand, so let's do it one more time. Here we go. Okay, so together, it should sound like this. Excellent, excellent. Okay, now I'm going to get this kid right here. Just just hold on to this with your uh, right hand. No, your other right hand. Excellent. Okay. And hold on to that with your left hand. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Right there. Perfect. Just like that. Now, 38 seconds, and you can look this up, magic.com. 38 seconds is the state record of Texas. Different records all around. But do you think we can do it right here? Breakout, breakout. Okay. Excellent. Now, I'm going to need your encouragement. Breakout, breakout. So let's practice one time all together. Here we go. 
Okay, remember, one syllable, please. One syllable, when he points you, okay? All right, I don't even know if I can break out. His side, you check his side. Make sure it's good and tight. You check his side, Rusty's side. Make sure it's good and tight. Excellent, man. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. You point to them, they'll yell for you, okay? We're going to try to bust that. It's 38 seconds is the record. And, again, I apologize. This might be a little wrinkled. But we got this, okay? 38 seconds is the record, okay? Now I need somebody with a second hand or a stopwatch, something like that. Uh, you've got one right there? Can you tell time? No, you, you right there. Yeah, yeah, excellent, okay. All right, here's what we're going to do. I, I'm going to go break out, break out. I'm going to have to kick up my foot because, you know, I can't point. So when I kick up my foot like that, that's when you start the timer, okay? You with me on that? Excellent. I see five people are with us here, Okay. <laughs> Excellent. It's getting okay. I'll do it slower. Okay. Now we lower this down just so that we want you know, not that low. Raise it about right here, right here. Okay. Excellent. Okay. We got this. Thirty-eight seconds. Is there, in fact, to be official, we really need two watches. Is there anybody in this section that has a watch? Okay, you sir, right there. I mean, ma'am. I can't even tell. It's really bright up here. I'm sorry. I think it is a ma'am. Oh, it is. I heard it. It's a ma'am. Yeah. So when I kick up my foot, that's when you start it. When I kick up my foot, okay? You with me on this? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> She's taking her picture. Okay. I don't even know if I can break out of it. It's so incredibly tight. I don't know if I can break out of it. Especially Seth's size. Really tight. Okay. Here we go. All together. And we'll probably go two or three times before I kick up my foot. That's when you start it. Here we go. Okay, that's good. That's good. That hurt right there. What was the time on that? Three, ladies and gentlemen, we creamed the record. Let's give these guys Seth and Rusty. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That left a mark. Oh, dude, I think he broke my wrist. Okay, you're saying to yourself, why in the world did you do that? Well, I don't know if you noticed. But in the Bible, every time it talks about sin, it talks about being in bondage or in slavery to sin. But Jesus has the key. And Jesus gave his life for you and me on the cross and unlocked the key to sin. In Galatians 5, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were chosen to be free, but don't use your freedom to go back into sin. Did you see me out? Maybe some, three or four of you saw me come out and go back in. Isn't that silly? If I was here, I couldn't eat, couldn't feed myself, couldn't brush my teeth or brush my hair, things like that. I couldn't. But if somebody unlocked my me from this wouldn't it be silly for me to go back into it well jesus came to set us free galatians 5 says this you are chosen to be free but don't use your freedom to indulge again in the sinful nature but rather serve one another in love we need to serve the church and have joy in serving the church if you if you say ma'am they don't deserve it they're imperfect matthew 7 says this get the log out of your own eye before you get the speck out of your brother's eye Nobody's perfect, but we still need to serve one another with love. Will you pray with me? Oh, he's crying because it's done. Okay, let's just pray. There'll be more next year. Okay, let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die for us, even though we don't deserve it. And God, we are very imperfect, but we, we want to serve you. We want to serve our families. It's so important, Lord. The world is attacking the family. You ordained the family before you even gave us your word and your son. Lord, the world's attacking it. They, they're trying to rename it. Lord, they can't rename it. You're the one that, that named it. And so, Lord, I pray that our families would be strong in this church. 
They would be strong individual units that would link together to make the church. Lord, we're, we're, we're even imperfect as the church. But Lord, we want to reach the community. And Lord, I've seen how you, you've grown this church in three years. It's amazing. Help us to love one another so that people will see us loving on each other. And they'll know that we're yours. They will know that we're Christians by our love for one another. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.